Did you ever get the fear those dealers are coming after you? I okay. had dealers coming after me all the time. So then we had to go and sort them out before they sort us out. So we'd go and wrap them up. So there's nothing in between. There ain't no scrap. It's either he's getting killed or we're getting killed. Yeah. I was telling you about my mate Tuffy. Yeah. They call him the Grim Reaper. Like, I can't even mention stuff on air with me and him, but he is nuts. I've got like two sides. Yeah. Kill everyone or be killed. Like, I didn't care whether you killed me. I literally beat the fuck out of nearly everyone in my area. I was smashing people up. I was drinking. I smashed my sister's whole entire house up and everyone in it going through people's doors with axes. I was mad. I was just like, mate, am I mentally fucked in the head? Yeah. I feel like I just, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm sick of it. Like, How many cool. years were you in that boarding school for? I don't know if I can talk about this. Do you know this is, for me to say this as well, is massive. Welcome to the Eventful Lives podcast. I'm your host Dodge and I'm the founder of Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sport and music festival. On this podcast I speak to proper characters of all lived eventful lives. Do us a favour and hit that follow button and be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok at Dodge Woodall, where we've now had over 100 million views. Steve Lestrange, also known as Crazy Steve, was a ruthless ex-criminal. After dealing with immense trauma through early childhood, Crazy Steve talks through robbing trains, robbing drug dealers, and having a £50,000 bounty on his head. This is the eventful life of Mr. Steve Lestrange. Steve, welcome to the show, mate. How you doing, mate? Yeah. Looking forward to this one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's roll all the way back, Steve. Yep. Where did you grow up, and how did you get the nickname Crazy Steve? So, I grew up in Roos Hill. Well... I was born and bred in Warbarks in Reading. So I'm like Reading, born and bred. Uh, and then I was, I, I lived in a place called Winnish, which is a little council estate over there. And then we moved to a place called Woods Hill, which is in Wokenham, yeah. which is a council estate. Mm. It was half a council estate when we first got moved in there and then they built the other half whilst I was living there, you know? Mm. So, um, and then, yeah, it just, but. And what was, and what was, uh, and what was schooling like for you growing up? It was just, it was a, a normal sort of school, went to school, everyone from the council state, we, you know, just naughty kids really, like we were just going to school, went to a place called St. Paul's. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, just like a normal school mm. really, apart from like at the end of school, we'd have punch-ups and whatnot, but we were just little kids. Yeah. Every, I think every kid from our state yeah. was scrapping each other at yeah. some point or like, I remember when they was building the other, uh, the other council state from Sierra's Close, like the newer bit we called it, there was all mounds of mud and we'd like just hide behind it and chuck stones at us and stuff like and think it was funny, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Cutting out these other heads and mm. stuff. But And what was, was what was normal. what was your childhood like growing up? My childhood was alright to be fair. Like, don't get me wrong, like I think back then, because it says in my book and stuff like that, but back then I think all dads, like, and all mums were kind of like in that era, like my dad got hit by his dad, his dad yeah. got hit by his dad, and like we was not, we all get hit by my dad. Yeah. A lot of people think that's, oh, it's a bad thing, blah, blah, blah. But I just think like that was just normal. And you're allowed to hit your kids back then. Yeah. Not allowed to hit your kids now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's, other than that, like I went home from school, if I was naughty, my dad had slap, like give me a slap, do you know what I mean? Or and stuff like that. And then uh, it was quite normal, really. Mm. It wasn't really my upbringing from my mum and dad. Like I know they wanted the best for me and stuff like that. Mm. It was my, um, it was when I turned, like 10 turning 11 when I got put in boarding school that's when my life went from that to fucking that do you know what I mean so you went to boarding school at the age of 10 mm. did you how come so I got expelled from uh, uh, a school called Embrook 
Um, I went in there. <clears throat> I don't even think I was that bad, to be honest, but I, I've, got, I've actually got a report in my book that's coming out. And it's the report that says all the sixth formers are doing their like, exams. And I was, I'd been in trouble because I turned all the power off. And back then, if you remember, the computers were like tape machines. They weren't like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. turned off, like you ruined everything. Yeah. So I just switched all the power off. I don't even know why. I was just ADHD kid, you know what yeah. I mean? So I switched all the power off. And then the next minute, they've come out and gone, you get here, do you know what I mean? I'm like, right, go in there. And they put me in a sixth form room. And they had a Bunsen burner tube with a, with a bit of pipe on it. And I just turned it on and I was just like flicking it. And I turned on a bit of harder. And as I put it with my finger, it sprayed all their work they were writing down. So they've gone mad. And all the sixth form was paperwork, was all their exams ruined. Yeah. And I was like, get out, do you know what I mean? And they went to my mum. And said, "Oh, like we we can't cope with him." But I was just ADHD. I, mm. It wasn't a case of like <clears throat> I was a naughty kid, kid. Mm. Apart from I went into a terrapin, and me and this other guy called Mark. I think I put a dumbbell over his head, but I didn't. It wasn't like intentionally like at first. He just came out and was giving it all better than that. And I picked dumbbell out, and I'm like, "Oh, f off!" Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I sort yeah. of done him, and then I hit him, and then it was. But I was I was never a tough kid back then. Yeah. I just done things out of reactions. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because I think I was like ADHD. Though. What was it? What was boarding school like for you? You said it went from there to there. With boarding so school. I, why did it go? Why did it do that? Right. So um, yeah. So that was probably the hardest time of my life, to be honest. Um, one like happened to leave my my mum and dad. Like I, the first time when like so it was a bit of a weird one. So I'm at home. Two months have gone past. I've been expelled from school. They, they like trying to figure out what school to put me in, and I, I'm just like sat in my bedroom, just doing my own thing, thinking, "Oh yeah, like where, like don't really care." I was thinking, oh, I'm off school yeah. more than anything." And then uh, I get so I had to go with my mum and dad to a terrapin in Wokenham, and I'm in there, and they're discussing where I'm going to go next. And then I'm sat out, obviously in the foyer bit, and I'm just sat there. I was only like ten years old, do you know what I mean, or eleven, whatever. I think it's ten, eleven. And then they said, "Oh, I was eleven. and they went. Uh, yeah, about putting me in boarding school to say another, but it was more of a case of like other schools and boarding school. Excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, and then it just, they just decided between my parents and the social services that I was going in to this boarding school. What was the name of the school? Hollyport. Okay. So then, uh, yeah, so I'm in my bedroom and I'm like, I'm crying my eyes out. My mum's crying, cuddling me on the bed, saying, I'm like, don't let me go, mum, please, I don't want to go, please, I don't want to go. And she's like, that's all right. Says, You've got to go, you know, there's nothing like, because I think they just, this decision was made and I felt like a bit, I'm quite gutted that it had been made and I couldn't do nothing about yeah. it. I'm going to leave my sisters, my mum, my dad at home and mm. I've got to go and spend this time in this boarding school for naughty kids. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, and then I ended up turning up at the boarding school. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was a, a very, very bad experience in there. How many years were you in that boarding school for? Four or five, I think. And what was the, what was the experience for you? What was bad at that school? So obviously, uh, the the whole school was was just a joke. And anyway, it was just an absolute joke. Like I know people that I've I've met someone not long ago who was in that school. I ain't spoke to him since we left that school, and his head's gone because of that school or stuff that happened to him as well. But that's his story to tell. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah I just when I went in there, I was only a, a boy, a little boy. Do you know what I mean? And then I couldn't understand like. It's going to get into a bit of a situation now. Like, do you, what part of the school do you want to hear about? Just, like, just your journey, Steve. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know if I can talk about this. Okay. Can we stop it? Yeah. Okay. No worries at all. No worries at all, mate. Come on, mate. Just, oh, I can't. Just, no, mate. Just take a breather, mate. 
Take a breather. Fuck. fuck. Take a breather. <sighs> fuck it now. Yeah, mate. <sighs> Fucking hell, big gangster Steve. Oh, this kills me every time. Take your time, mate. Take your time. Water, it's just to make me mad. Mm. Oh, fuck me. It's one of the worst times yeah, of my life. Yeah, mate. This is why I turn it into a fucking psycho. Yeah. Oh, take your time, mate. Steve, take I your time. I knew I was going to talk about this. No, take your time. We can brush over it if you want. Oh, if you want to let it out. You yeah, yeah. Out. I think you want to be like. If you want to brush over it, we can brush over oh, it. Oh, mate, that was fucking hard. Yeah, mate. Colton did say to me, there's, there's two Shit. ways we can look at this, mate. We can either brush over it, we can talk about it, that you might go, it's fucking out there now. That's me, it might help you. Or you don't want to talk about it. It's in my book, do you know what I mean? It's in my book, everything's in my book. That's why it took two years to yeah. write my book. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. hard. Yeah, I'm sure. Take time, mate. No, no rush whatsoever, Steve. Fuck. Takes a yeah. brave man, mate. Yeah. Takes a brave man what you <laughs> writing a book and then coming in on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, because this was I wasn't gonna get this out. I even said Jay ten times. No, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing the fucking book. I ain't yeah. doing it. So I, I refused it. Yeah. He was like, please, this is like something else. Like there was a, a Netflix film called uh Big Boys Don't Cry, was yeah. it? Yeah. Did you see how bad that was? Mm -hmm. And how many that went number one seller? Yeah. Mine's ten times worse than yeah. that. Jay, mine, Jay contacted mine, me. Yeah. And said to me if he tells a story, this will be so powerful. Yeah. Oh, it will be. I'll just fucking try and get through it. It's yeah, hard, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> Steve, that was powerful, mate. And yeah. <laughs> listen, if you want to talk about it, we're here. Yeah. If you don't, I totally respect that as well. No, that's but, right. That's all yeah. right. I've got, got the headphones off now, mate. Yeah, I felt we were claustrophobic <laughs> and I was like, oh, just having a bit of a meltdown. No, all mate. Right. No, mate. But yeah. So, right. so, so <clears throat> at school, what, what, what took a turn at school, at boarding school for you? So that, yeah, that, that was basically it. Like, so, so when I first went there, it was like, uh, I, the first day I went there, it was like, I was really annoyed that I'd been taken away from mum and dad and stuff. And I walked into the school and then it was like this, the headmaster, um, it's weird. There's two headmasters, one of the boarding school, one of the actual school. Yeah. It was the school one that come and approached yeah. me because I was being really naughty because I was, I was rebelling because I wanted to go home. Yeah. And he come up to me, I'll never forget it, he come to me, he was like, listen to me, he started screaming at me going, we've got A to C privilege, it was A, B, C, D, and E. And uh, he goes, you're, you're on C, he goes, you want to go to E in two seconds. And there's like a couple of people in the school that's ever had that done to him or something. Mm. I said, I don't care, he goes, right, you're now on, he was like, D. And I was like, bothered. And he was like, you're now on E. And he was like, oh, it was anyway. So I, I was on E privilege, didn't care, didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was a, like, I was a 10 year old kid. Mm. Um, and then, so I goes in and he's like, right, you don't do this, you're staying in there, you've got to pick a litter around the school or some crap. I was like, whatever, I ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. He goes, well, if you don't do it, you'll stay on E. So he had to go up privileges and stuff like that. And then I went to the school uh, and in the school was just like a normal school. Do you know what I mean? He went there every day. Um, the school was okay, to be fair. Um, I met some good people in there that I still speak to to this day. Do you know what I mean? I'm still really good friends with, um, other than that, it was just like a normal school. It was the boarding school side of things, which took a turn yeah. for worse. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then, uh, yeah, um, 
kind of it's, it's all in my book yeah which is called alone yeah uh, it's actually called yeah it's called alone with crazy steve um, yeah. and it's coming out uh soon so yeah you can get it on amazon but uh that everything that i'm about to talk about is in there mm. in depth yeah so i'll maybe like go through it a bit with you yeah and then they can sort of yeah. like really how like did that. school how did school affect you what went on <coughs> at school for you that affected you later on in life in the boarding school yeah so uh i didn't know so obviously it's obvious what's what's gone on in there. People ain't stupid. Well, the way I reacted, yeah. that there was some sort of abuse, but it was more like for the first year, I didn't really have a clue what was going on. I kept waking up because we had these dorms, so we was all in these dorms, yeah. And uh, yeah, there was like one. I think there's three beds in my dorm, and then down there there was more and more beds. So I was on the end room, and then one of the guys that was in there left the dorm. And then it was only me and one other guy. And I think he left and it was just me. But anyway, um, yeah, for like, so the dorms that we were in were like, just like prison beddy sort of beds. They were like, they had done underneath. And it was like just a little, like a cabinet and then a bed. That, that was it yeah. really. And then you had your pajamas and, yeah. and your school clothes or whatever. Um, yeah, it was kind of like that. And then I used to wake up, um, with oh this is fucking hard work um yeah and then i wouldn't know what's gone on yeah and then i just didn't make any details of it and it's happened quite i just think you know every boy gets that yeah. do you know what i mean but then they'd be like oh i've had a wet dream stuff like that um so that went on for like six months to a year i didn't really i used to like wake up confused like didn't understand what had gone on and then it was like kind of like uh um, like oh it's just hard because my head's going 100 miles an hour uh, yeah so I would just like wake up confused stuff like that and then I didn't really know what was going on in the school was this was this the headmaster or teachers the headmaster the headmaster so yeah. the headmaster was well I only found out later on I didn't know who was doing what do you know what I mean it was only later on and like when I woke up through it do you know what I mean until I realised what was going on I didn't have a clue at first were you were you awake were you drugged what was what was so I was drugged you were drugged. Yeah, I didn't realise I was drugged until later on. Wow. So the first year, oh, hang on. Yeah, so the, fir the first year, I didn't know what was going on and now I know why. Do you know what I mean? I kept being, I was confused. I didn't know like what was going on. Like I was just like waking up with stuff down there yeah. and other stuff like, it was quite sore and whatnot and I was thinking I didn't understand and it didn't have a clue and then uh, yeah and then I sort of like one night oh it's doing my head in but I had a bad belly yeah. and then the guy from the school was like oh you need to go and have a shower blah blah blah, blah. and he goes I'll come and give you some medicine so I'd go down into like these steps because he only used to come over now and again it would be like the people so there was like two women that would be on our side yeah one of them used to stay up the stairs, like quite up high, but you'd never see her. She would like, at the end of like, when we went to sleep, she'd go to sleep. And the funniest thing is like, we'd all have milk at night time, like in, our, in the school, there'd be like loads of kids going down for cookies and milk. And then all of a sudden everyone's asleep. Yeah. How do you get 25, 30 kids asleep at dead on time? Mm. You don't, without running into each other's rooms and corridors. Yeah. Yeah. So when I spoke to one other guy, which is really actually quite sad, I spoke to him 
three weeks ago. He's now looking at five years because I spoke to him about this and it's brought all his stuff back. And he's just smashed a whole pub up, put a porky around, mate. His head, he's gone mad. His missus rung me and was like, whatever's gone on in that school is messed his yeah. head up. He's just smashed the whole place up. He's looking at five years. He's out on license because his whole head's been messed. Yeah. He's actually in my book. He's wrote a thing in, uh, he's wrote a paragraph in my book yeah. about his dealing with the same thing happening to him. How long had this gone on for, for you till you could actually tell anyone or could you speak to oh, anyone mate, at school? So, so obviously when, when the police come into the school and arrested him for it, he went to prison. What was his name? John Hall. So, uh, I don't know if I can say it on Yeah, on here. yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't even like saying his fucking name to yeah. be honest. The hardest thing for me, so when I when I got out of, well, I'll explain the first bit first, mm. a little bit more, and then I want to kind of brush it because I'm really struggling. Yeah, that's fine. Take um, your time. Yeah, Take so time. when, I'm trying to fucking think. Yeah, so I went I went down, so we would all go for cookies or whatever, like, yeah. like anyway. So I went to the, um, to the shower, had a shower, and then he went and said, oh, this like little cup. And he said, I'll oh, drink this to settle my stomach mm. and I drank it and then I'd be asleep and then I wouldn't remember anything. Yeah. That's kind of what would gone on. So that headmaster was going around drugging the kids. Yeah, so <sighs> Jay's writing my book has actually found this out, all the drug charts in that school. So I said to Jay, when he started saying about a book me, he's like, I said to him, I was drugged. I know for a fact I was. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how many people in that school like, other people whether they were in on it or whether they wasn't yeah but i know he whether it was his little thing i don't know but um yeah the worst thing for me and this other person i've just spoke to as well he said the same thing he was like i couldn't remember things and i was always like disorientated but i knew this had happened that had happened yeah. and, and you know what i mean i was just like and it made me feel really angry on him that he done yeah. it to him yeah let her know me yeah i didn't want him to do it to anyone out of the kids do you know what i mean i thought like and then so Jay's found, like, he's looked at all the history stuff and everything that I'd done, that John Hall, John Hall, John Hall was all on me. Everything I'd done in, in that school, it's all my book, all the pages that are in there. It wasn't any other staff. It was always him that done it with me. Yeah. And um, he'd done a thing called Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat and I was Joseph. Yeah. He put me up there. He put me as Joseph on purpose so he could keep me out later and do things, what he was doing and stuff like that. And I'd go back and then I'd be, like, drugged and whatnot. And then I'd go down and he was always, like, in this... Oh, it's a bit of an awkward one, but I'd go down into like where he would give me the thing. And then I woke up. Oh, I woke up. Um, oh, mate. Oh, I'm fucking struggling. No, mate, mate. Just take it, mate. Honestly, if you want to brush over this, I'm happy to brush over. I'm happy to go over this, Steve. It's up to you, mate. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's just a sick fuck. Yeah. So how many how many years did this go on for this John? Four. Four years. And yeah. could you not tell anyone? Could nah. you not tell your mum and dad? Did he bully you to say you can't tell anyone? Did was there yeah, any words so, like that? Did so it get into I, your head? So something happened in the school. So this group of guys came that was to go into the swimming pool bit. This is like in my book. It's like really messed my head up. So yeah. and I sort of like went over to tell them what had been going on. And then something really bad happened. I'm not even going to get into that because I will not be able to speak about it. Yeah. I end up, like I will just mentally crack up. My yeah, head yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was told, you little big mouth, like shut up, that yeah. kind of stuff, you know, all, all that kind of okay, no. stuff. And it was really like messed me up. But it's like you, you get like this, this, this is the thing with this, this world, yeah? yeah. Like, especially in this country and that, you get stuff like this happen and it all gets brushed under the carpet yeah. and it pisses me off. Yeah. And like, People like me, there's hundreds and hundreds, thousands, thousands yeah. out there 
that are in the same position I'm at yeah. that don't want to say anything because you feel like, well, you're gay. Yeah. Like this, like I said something, yeah, and this is really fucked up in my head, yeah. This, and I don't care, I will say this. And for me to like, oh, mate, I said to my missus three weeks ago, we was talking about it. I was saying about coming on a podcast and that. And I, it was hard for me just to come here. Yeah. Like I just like everything about, even my book took two years to write. It was so long to write because of this stuff. But I said to my my missus a couple, about three weeks ago, I was like, I feel like I just, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm sick of it. Like, how do you think in life when that sort of stuff happens? I'm supposed to be enjoying that moment with my missus. Yeah. And then that comes back in my life. Yeah. And every single time of my life since I've left that sh school. Yeah. It's fine, mate. Stay fine, mate. Yeah. So when so, you yeah. so when so when you left that school, yeah, was it? When was it? Were your mum and dad? You spoke to your mum and dad about what went on. Well, they didn't know anything until the police come and got us. So I was, I got done for so after the school. Yeah. Yeah. Let's forget that school. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know, it's I done. Mate, you've done well. You've done well there. Um, yeah. So I, I was got done. So I went into my auntie's house where her fella, and I broke in there because my mate, my mate, my cousin had a bit of drama in Milton Keynes, blah blah. I broke into his house. So I see it. I, he showed me some guns. Yeah. So I broke into the house and I nicked the guns that he had when he was on holiday. So like as you do, and then I ended up going to Milton Keynes. I ended up pulling out his guns. I robbed some guy on a train. Then I robbed this other guy on a bridge, and then I, I know, and I told the ticket man to stop the train while well, I robbed everyone on the train with a gun and then all of a sudden everyone was scared of me because I had this gun. Yeah. So for the first time in my life I've been all what I'd been through. Yeah. So you need to read the book to go into detail because yeah. I can't speak about it anymore. But um just 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 on, just on a note there, Jay who's written your book with you said it's the most powerful book he's ever written yeah. or read in his life. Yeah it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? You had the gun on the train. Yeah. So I had I, I had this gun and this is like this is where like, I just want to be honest. And like, I had this gun and for the first time in my life, I thought people are scared of me because I was just a point, whoa. Yeah. Instead of like, I'm going like, people always pushing themselves on me yeah. and stuff and making me, or what happened, you know, that kind of lifestyle. I felt such a little boy. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm a bit of a man yeah. with a gun. Do you know what I mean? And uh, deep down in my heart and soul, I was still a wimp. Yeah. I was still a little boy, but I had a bit of power. Yeah. So I'd done what I'd done. I just I, I point like give me your money that kind of stuff. Mm. So I robbed this these, these two I robbed two fellas. I robbed the mate on the train. The, the guy that I was with who's my Cody. His mum told the police where I was and where okay. she was going to take me to the police station. She set me up and I pulled into the the, the garage and uh, yeah I was arrested. Do you know what I mean? And then how but, old were you when you were arrested? Then I was sixteen. Sixteen. Turning sixteen. Yeah. And. Uh, so, so, so uh, this trauma that's happened in your life as a young kid, yeah, has been coming out as an adult over the years. Yeah, so of the anger yeah, coming through. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 at that time, I went to prison. Yeah, you thinking because I had a gun. All of a sudden, now the gun's not there. Yeah, I'm back into being a little boy again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So now I'm walking into. I was in Felton first. I went to Felton Prison, and I'm walking into the prison, and there's bad boys, yeah. and I ain't no bad boy. Do you know what I mean? I've just been abused by my headmaster. Yeah. I've been put into a situation I didn't want to be in. My head was mentally gone. 
And then I've got a gun and two minutes later, I'm taking money off people thinking I'm something. And now I'm back to thinking I'm completely nothing again. Wow. And I'm back in the system. But there was a bit I missed from the boarding school to prison. I got uh, I got remanded to local authority. I went to a children's home first. Then I got remanded to local authority in Suffolk where when I, when I went there, this was like obviously for the crimes before that, I'll explain that to you in a minute. Um, I, I went to a place in Suffolk where I got taken away. So I was from boarding school from there. Because I was in boarding school, they put me in Suffolk, which was like a children's home. Yeah. And in Suffolk, obviously it was quite rough, the school I was in. And I went outside and the two boys from the school bashed me up, put me in a pond. And you know that like lighter gas? Yeah. They squirted it in my face when I, I couldn't move. And I was like trying to breathe it in, but I was going dizzy, but I think they squirted yeah. the stuff in my face yeah. and it bashed me up. I was obviously like, couldn't breathe in, in the pond or whatever. Then I've gone to my bedroom and it's like 11 o'clock at night and then my door's gone through and the mate, he's got this, he's made this like metal thing through his thing here and out here. Or for, like, I don't even know, he got this metal place because he used to be able to go and do metal work. Yeah. He had to leave the stuff there. And he started stabbing me in my back of it. Just start, just out my room and started stab for no reason. Mm. Just because he didn't like me. I, d I didn't even know the kids because I mm. just got there. They'd already drowned me in the pond near one mm. and, and smacked me up and stuck lighter fluid in my in my mouth. Now I'm in my bed lying there asleep. And then he just started stabbing me. And I couldn't say nothing because you're a grass. Mm. So I'm in my bed bleeding, thinking shit. So I've had to go down and say, look, I'm, I've been mm. stabbed in my back. Like, okay, sorted. Who done it? No one. I, 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 you know, you, you try yeah. and say nothing. So I'm still in there. And then uh, I end up escaping. So obviously every single time that kind of stuff happened, I was a little boy crying and screaming my eyes out for my mum. All I wanted was my mum. Mum, please, 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 please. Screaming, 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 crying and crying and crying. In the end, I've, I've left there. I've seen the door. So the woman used to, downstairs, there was a door and he'd, she would go home and then the night staff would be on. And so I ran down and I, there was a load of coats hanging up on the thing and they were like all like winter yeah. coats and I quickly hid and pulled the coats like around me like this so I could like hide there and then she's like gone in there as she's gonna shut the door she's opened the door and walked off and I quickly ran and hid behind this like mm. plant pot bush and I'm hid there and the door's shut and she looked back because I think she heard it kind of and I was thinking she don't know I, I was like 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 a stealth guy mm. do you know what I mean as she's done that I've ran to where the electric gates are open and I've jailed and I've ran all the way to the train station I bunked the train all the way back to Reading, I went to my sister Rachel's house because she was like my rock. She was like my twin. Like if ever I needed anything, she would hide me in her house and stuff like that. So I went back to her house. She hid me. And then obviously I went, got the guns, blah, blah. And then that was when that happened. Right, okay. And then I got locked up. Right, okay. That's the bit in between. Because yeah, okay. yeah. all that stuff from boarding school, my head's been a bit like Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long, like, were you, how long were you put away for? <laughs> so I got, uh, I got four, four years, four and a half years, sorry, four and a half years, 42 months and 36 months, I think, three different offences. So it was nearly 10 years, but I'd done- So done. when you when you were an adult at 18, did you get banged up again after that? No, you stay in there. You, just stay, you stay in there till 21. Till 21, okay. In there from young age. Okay. So yeah, that was when- uh, So when you come out of there, what was the total amount of time you'd done in there? Four, just over four years. Just over four years. When you come out, what was your mindset? Were you still- properly angry so i lost the plot in jail yeah like that's they say about old crazy steve so from boarding school children's homes 
were mine to local authority and then prison. I went from, obviously there when I went into jail, I went to Feltham first. I was beat up in there by my cellmate straight away. Some black guy I was in there with yeah. just kicked the shit out of me, took my pillows. I was a little boy. I was going in there at 16. I was a kid. Yeah. Then from there, Feltham, I went to Glen Parva. I was beat up in there, flat out. I was still a kid. I was 17, I think, by the time I was in there. Just, I was 17. Then I went from Glen Parva to Reading, then moved to Reading. Then I was in Reading. I was still a kid. I was getting beat up left, right, and center. I was a fraggle. I ain't gonna lie. I'll yeah. tell you straight, I'm not gonna sit and go hold a big bag because yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then from Reading, I went to Portland and the screw said to me, when I got my sentence, because I was on remand and all them, mm. he was like, you're going to Portland. He goes, just keep yourself quiet. Don't say a word. That jail was quite rough. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Here we go. Like, mm. I've just had the worst life. I've been stabbed. I've been beat. I was put in a wheelchair in Feltham. They beat the shit out of me so bad. And he broke my back. Why do you, you think you were a target to get... Because I was coming. Is that literally because of that? Because I was a wimp. I was wow. a little fraggle. Yeah, it was an easy wow. target. Someone that goes crazy, you don't really want to mess with, do you? Yeah, yeah. And I know that because as soon as I started going nuts, everyone left me alone. Right, okay. Later on, yeah. you know what I mean? Okay. So once you've done all that and you've come out at 21, what's your world been like? We're talking in the 80s there, aren't we? 80s, uh, 90s. 90s. Yeah, okay. I come out just at 2000. You come out in 2000. What was your, what's your life been like from 2000 to where we are today? Well, I was only out of jail three days, and I, that's how I met Colton Leach. I was, and he was uh, the best man at your wedding last week. Yeah, he was the mm. best man at my wedding, yeah. So there's a firm, there is a firm, do you know what I mean? And I've been kind of like a part of it for like a long time. Yeah. But I, it, it's hard for me because like, my I didn't want my life to go anything but be normal. Yeah. My whole life, like since all that happened, and I got out of prison. So I'll go back and explain to you why my life out of jail yep. went the way it did. Yep. I, I sort of say at the end of Portland prison, yep. I met Ray Winston in there. Yeah, He came in uh, with the film crew because he'd done Scum, the film yep. Scum in there. And I've got pictures in my book of me and Ray Winston right? in there. Yeah, yeah. Me and Ray Winston actually in there. Great prison. lad, Ray, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I spoke to him. I said, I said to him, I go, I go, say that thing, where's your talk? Because we watched the film yeah. before we got there. Because <laughs> they said he's coming in. Yeah. And he was like, where's your fucking talk? talk yeah. yeah, but um, other than that, like, I spoke to him for a little bit and, that, and then I drew these pictures, these, these gloves with I even drew like these two boxing gloves on the wall mm. with a chain that was broken and they were in red and they were in my book picture with yeah. the gloves that I drew and he, he said what is that and I said well it's like breaking free yeah. breaking free from all this everything for me what I'd put in my life was about getting out and yeah. breaking free and coming away from all that you know like we all get like I mean I tried to top myself I didn't, I didn't care I did mm. I tried to think of ways to get out of prison smash my knees up so I get in a wheelchair and they let you out that kind of stuff yeah, right. because okay. I had enough but I didn't know what to do yeah. I'm a little kid that's then from 10, 11 years old till I was 21. A 10 year period of being abused or beaten up. Completely and compulsively all the time. Mate. So it was like, I like in the book it says, I should have been a fucking accountant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I shouldn't have been a bad boy. I was yeah. never, I didn't want to be a bad boy. Yeah. I mean, I had ADHD, but I didn't want to be a bad boy. That wasn't my kind of thing, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> anyway, so to, after being beat and beat and beat, like Portland, I was beat to fuck by the screws. The screws were outrageous. I'm telling you, I don't care, and I'll say it on camera. Mm. Get a screw in front of my face, yeah. that would be a different story. Yeah. But back then, when you were a kid, the screws used to kick the shit out of you. Portland prison was brutal. I first walked in, I come from Felton. I first walked into the prison, and in Felton, uh, Fel from Reading, sorry, but from Felton and Reading and Glen Parva, when you're in them prisons, it's Gov or Boss. So you know what, like, Gov? Why, yeah. Boss? Do you know what I mean? That's what you, that's mm. how you say it. 
when you go to Portland, it's sir. Wow. You have to say sir. It's all army. So you stand up. My name, my number was TL3908. The strange with the name. Rally was my wing. And then sir. So you stand there. As soon as you hear the keys, you're TL3908, the strange rally, sir. And you had to say it like that because army run. Yeah. It wasn't like a normal prison. You sit there and chill out and watch yeah. TV. Yeah. There was no TVs in the cell. Yeah. We didn't have toilets. Yeah. We had a bucket, two buckets. I used to shit in a bucket. Like there was no toilets in the cell. It was brutal in there. So I went in there and I was like, he went, I was the first one out of the group that went into the, from the, uh, the wagon that takes you into the prison, the group four. I was the first one in there that he said, Lestrange. I went, yes, Gov. And as I went to walk around, he put his pad down, walked around and smacked me straight in the face in front of everyone. I was on the floor, like ringing ears, grabbed me. He went, you call me fucking sir, boy. Do you understand? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, sir. Yeah, I, didn't, I was still confused. Yeah. And I got up and out. He goes, what do you say? I went, sir. He went, loud. I went, sir. He went to stand there. I was like, what the fuck? Now I've been abused my whole life. Yeah. And you're in the prison. Now I'm, I'm being bashed again, but yeah. not by the inmates, but the fucking screws. Yeah. I'm like, what? Is this even happening? And you ask anyone that's been in Portland, they know this for a fact. Yeah. So anyway, so I go to this prison and they hated me. I don't know why. I had this face. He's like, fuck him, he's a prick. Let's smash him up. <clears throat> anyway, so I ended up going onto the, the, the wing I went on. They had no toilet. So I went to my cell. I was like, where's the toilet? Underneath your bed, you've got like a round white lidded pot and then you've got like a brown bucket. The brown bucket's got water in it. It's for your dough yeah. shit. And this one's to have piss. There's no toilets. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? And you're in the middle of the sea because Portland's on an island. Yeah. So Down in Weymouth. Yeah. So yeah. you're on an island. So you're in the middle of the sea and it's a ball stall where it was just turning ball stall from where we were. So 97, 2000 was so rough in there. The mate next to me killed himself straight away. Another mate cut his arms up here. Let's within like days of me turning up. There were so many stabbings in there. So many cutting. Like, it was bad, mm. brutal. Mm. And not on top of that, I think the worst thing for me in Portland, this was like what mentally done me was where I was always bullied and beat up mm. my whole life, being that kind of abused person. When I went to Portland, if say like me, say you don't like me mm. and I'm just an innocent kid, don't want no fights, I just want to keep my head down. You come up and punch me in the face three or four times and break my jaw. I go to block and you do. So I get punished. Right, okay. I don't care who started it, you're both going to block. So I would get bashed or dragged down the stairs. I walked upstairs with my food. I got dragged down by my feet and all smacked up by a couple of fellas. And then the screws have rested, like handcuffed all of us and put us down block and took us down into block. So I'm sitting down block doing seven days for being bullied. Oh, mate. See so what I'm saying? Yeah, so you're yeah. being bullied yeah. and punished. And getting punished as well. And then you go down block and they used to put their arms on the door like this. They'd rip all your clothes off you, smash you into a cell, throw you up against it with your hands and stick your fingers straight up and you think I'm lying they, this is true and you'd be like and you'd violate especially from what I happened in school yeah. now I'm like I can't cope I literally can't cope that was all the time then you go and see the governor which is a woman and you say anything they'd rip you off the chair it was so brutal the screws in there were so brutal it was a joke some of the screws were nice but a lot of them were bad they were proper honestly. how did that like all of this going on how, how were you when you were 21 now how old are you now 40 well, you're 40, 40 yeah how have you been for the last 22 years? What's your well, world been like? It's mental health, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah. that's how my whole life's been at the moment. It's like, even up until now, all the way through is the mental health, anxiety, mm. depression, PTSD, health anxiety, panic attacks. If you have panic attacks, I need to explain this like on another level. Panic attacks for me are the worst that yeah. anyone in this world can have. So you can have mental health and you can feel depressed and your head 
you know, stuff that happens in your head, you can't get out. And I've heard people go, yeah, well, if you go for therapy, um, I've had loads of therapy, by mm. the way, counsellors and, and psychiatrists and whatnot when I was in jail and stuff mm. like that. It don't work. None of it works. Mm. Um, therapists to talk about stuff works because you could talk to uh, a 65-year-old or 85-year-old lady from the streets and just be like, yeah, blah, 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 and you'll feel better. Yeah. And that's where I think kind of like the money side of things and counselling, unless you've been through it like on another level and you can sort of relate to a lot of people, then I don't think counselling is any good because someone says, oh, sometimes I'm going to sit there and listen. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Sit there and listen because someone wants to talk. As soon as someone starts talking, you get it off your chest. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So mental health, yeah, that's that's a bad thing to have mental health anyway. Anxiety, when you get anxiety doing stuff, like I know someone that won't leave his house and I helped him leave his house. And they was like, how do you help him leave his house? I was like, well, <clears throat> first thing I said to him was, he said, I can't open the door. As soon as I go to leave, I have an anxiety yes, attack. Yeah. And I shut the door. And he's a bit of a boy. And I mm. said to him, listen, will you let me help you? Because one thing I know in the whole of my life of living is mental health, anxiety, depression, PTSD, panic yeah. attacks. Yeah. That's my whole life in the whole. I know it like back of my hand. I know they, people go to me, how are you still alive? How do you not take drugs? How are you not drinking? I'll tell you in a minute why I don't drink. Mm. But uh, because there's, if you, if, you, if you take any of them substances, any of them, I mean, any substance, yeah you're going to relapse on another level yeah. because you need to, ha you're already battling your own brain. Mm. You're already battling that. So you're going to put a substance in on that. Mm. <laughs> it's only going to be carnage. Yeah. So I said to a power of mine, because he couldn't leave the house and he, and he said, oh, I said, can I help you? And he's like, oh, please, I, I can't cope, Steve. So I said to him, listen, well, every morning he gets a paper that comes through his door. He has a cup of tea, blah, he has a fag. So I said to him, look, do yourself a favor, go to the front door, pull up a chair, have a fag and a paper at the front door. When a, when a baby's born, it, it drags itself first, goes like that, then it crawls, yeah. then it starts to walk. Yeah. You have to take baby steps. Mm. You can't just go and we'll do it. Mm. Get out there, you pussy. Mm. Don't work like that. Mm. Mental health is massive. People go, we don't care about your mental health. Mm. Well, don't then. Yeah. But it'd be a bit different when if, like, if, uh, if his mum got yeah. and killed. Yeah. He'd suffer a mental health mm. then. Before anything happens to their life, they don't understand it. But it's not their fault. So <clears throat> I said to my mate, anyway, go to the front door do this first and this could help a lot of people out there just this alone if you can't leave your house try this so he went to his front door and he'd done it and for like four or five days he was just having a fag at the front door having his cup of tea read the paper I said now after I spoke to him like four or five days later I said how are you getting on he goes yeah it's alright I'm in my house I goes right now open the front door stay stay where you are just yeah. open the front door do the same thing for another week and he's like oh, I kind of understand what you're doing Steve mm. so we've done it done it for about five six days and he goes uh, I, shut, I pulled the door shut first so it was a little bit jarred and I said, just keep opening it. Mm. You don't have to do it straight away. Mm. Why? What? You don't, we're not on a time limit. Mm. Do it whenever you're ready. Feel comfortable. I mean, Steve, I love it when you talk to me like this because I feel good. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm pressured. So anyway, then he ended up opening it. I said, right, now do yourself a favour. Go outside your front door and sit down and have a, and have a fag and a paper outside the front door. Yeah. But keep your front door open. So you can always bail in if you need mm. to. And he was like, okay, cool. And he started doing that. By the time like three or four weeks had come, he was walking around outside. Brilliant. So I'm going to say, oh, yeah, open the door, come with me and just grab him from outside. He'd probably go mentally insane. Baby steps. And Baby yeah, steps. Yeah, and yeah, see, yeah. like, the, this is what mental health, yeah. and this is, like, everything to do about mental health, anxiety, depression, PTSD, panic attacks, it has to be like this. Yeah. You have to feel comfortable. You, as soon as you get anxiety, uh, the first thing you do is you put yeah. your hand up, oh, I don't want this, I don't need this. You put a guard up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like mental health is, like, massive for me. So for you, when you come out of prison, what yeah. do you do for a pound note? Well, this is when I met Colton. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so, so it was really, it was difficult for me because when I first come out, 
obviously I was a nutter. Like I didn't give it, like, so basically I'll go back to a quick bit in jail. I was down block and I'd had enough. I'd been beat up, it was, I was just turning 21. And I had, when you're down block, you have a vest top and shorts. I had my vest top on and I pulled it over my knees and I had my hands in and I was sort of freezing cold. And I I think I had a black eye and a couple of cuts on my face and I was doing this and I was just going, and I was crying, I had enough, I was like, just kill me. And in the end, I swear, like I just, something like, I, I, I say it to everyone, like, like a click of a finger now yeah. and in my head and I was like oh that was a bit funny and it's weird it's like all my feelings like I don't know if you want to call it split personality I don't know but everything just went I didn't feel anything it's like I'd lost a plot like I sat there and I was like I was like kind of rocking my vest on and I was like I went fuck this fuck this like and I, was, and I said that's it I've had enough anyone that looks at me in the wrong way anyone that even remotely wants to start I'm going to smash them I'm going to fight I'm going to fight I don't care so one of the guys I was down block with, I went uh, onto the main wing. And then when I went to the main wing, as they took the handcuffs, I went and got a pool ball and smacked it straight in his face. And he was like, are you mad? Are you mad, bruv? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I said, no, I'm actually going to fucking kill you. I'm going to kill you. And he was like, yeah, come on. I said, trust me. And I was going to kill him. Yeah. Like, I genuinely meant it. I weren't fucking joking. If you, to kill me then was a gift. Yeah. If you was to kill me then, go on then. I tried it. I couldn't even kill myself. I tried to throw myself up a landing. Like, I couldn't care. So now I think to myself, right now I'm going to be the bad person. I didn't want to be, but now I think I kind of lost it. I lost, yeah. like, lost a plot. So then <laughs> I started, like, anyway, they moved me wing because of the drama that was going on between me and his boys because apparently I had like 10 boys that were going to kill me. They moved me wing to the wing across the other side. I then had fights over there. I started going nuts. And all the screws started like coming up to me going, what's up? Why, like, what, what's wrong with you? So, and the other, I was like, fuck off. Didn't care. They hit me. I didn't give a shit. I was like, do what you got to do. And I started getting respect from people. People started genuinely like going, fucking hell, you all right? Yeah, you all right, bruv? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you all right, you know, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever, go away from me. You know, I, I wouldn't care. Even if they said I was all right, I'd be like, fuck off, go away from me now. Go away from me, I don't care. Go away. I didn't want anyone in my space, yeah. I didn't want anyone near me, or we're going to have it. Yeah. So it was like, that was it. Kill everyone or be killed. Like, I didn't care whether you killed me. So then I get out of prison. <laughs> then I land the street. And then for like, I'd say a good year, I reckon a good year, I literally beat the fuck out of nearly everyone in my area. I was in serious clothes then and I was just like, I was smashing people up, I was drinking. As soon as I drunk, that's why I don't drink now. As soon as I drunk, I smashed my sister's whole entire house up and everyone in it. Dragged them out, I was whacking their head in the fucking doors. I was getting fucking like shooters and that, like going through people's doors with axes. I was mad, like I, I didn't care. Like one of the guys tried messing me about and I put my whole axe through the front of his door, went through his door. And then I was just like, I was beating people up in pubs. I was going nuts. Like I was genuinely lost the plot. Like, cause they let me out at the wrong time. Yeah. Like if they'd let me out a year before, I'd never commit another crime yeah. again. Yeah. I'd have been the absolute fraggle stacking shelves in yeah. McDonald's, uh, <laughs> in a Tesco's yeah. or something, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But they let, they. I'd lost the plot. Now I'm, now I'm out on the streets and I'm a dangerous man because even though I couldn't really fight that much then, I was crazy. Like, I wouldn't care. And then I started getting a reputation. Then everyone started going, oh yeah, Mad Steve, Looney Steve, Crazy Steve. That was my name started coming yeah. from. And then in the end, it was like, oh yeah, do you know Crazy Steve? Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. And I was just going through people's doors. I was just taking money off people. I didn't give a shit. I got to start getting a bit of a firm together. Like, like boys like that were wrapped up around me that were crazy as well. And we started just doing everything, mate, like anything to earn money. Like, and it was easier just to take the money than to sell the drugs or anything like that. It's easier just to go straight to the end and take it. Yeah. Well, we ain't gonna fuck about sitting there doing that. We can just go and take it at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let, let them do the graph. We just 
straight up and just take everything they got. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't we wouldn't be too greedy because everyone started cutting it on till we was robbing them. Do you know mm. what I mean? And we used to call them eats, like we're going to go and do an eat on the streets. Like, yeah, let's go and wrap this guy up or eat this guy. Do you know what I mean? And we just go and do it. And then, uh, so that that went on for quite a while. And then uh, I start. I went into Reading one night. I was I shut this whole nightclub down. I smashed everyone up in it. I got smacked in the face by a couple of fellas and that, and I just lost it. But what happened is I started like when when that happened, I started going boxing. So I thought to myself, I need to make myself tough. Not like tough as in like the hardest man in the world, just mm. tough enough to be able to defend myself. Yeah. And then being crazy on top of that, you're quite dangerous then. So you don't have to be like that. So then But someone but, who someone who don't care for their own life yeah. is the most dangerous person. Well, I didn't. Don't. Yeah. I do now, I didn't then. Yeah. Back then I I swear I didn't. Like I to kill me was a gift. That oh. was that's what it was. Because of how much my my, yeah. my head had gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I ended up um yeah, so after that, yeah, I ended up going nuts after that and just going into towns and smashing the place. How up did you get on? How did you and Colton first meet? So this is this is what I'm getting to now. So I got locked up again for for three GBHs, two ABHs, common assault, assault police officer. It was a bit of a mad fight, and that's what they could put on me. I smashed the fucking place to pieces. I got t- I, was, I got CS gas. I got taser. I whipped the taser out. I went mad. I got all the paperwork at home, and uh, I lost the plot. And um, it was in Reading. Then I was in remand. And I just got out of prison. So I bus case, because it was such a big fight, just bus case. So I got let back out. And then- uh, Bus case? Yeah, so like, there, there was just like- Taken away. There was no evidence. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was evidence, but it was so messy. Yeah. It just got chucked down. I got okay. out. So then I- um, How long were you remand for? Three months. Okay. Yeah. So I'd just been out of jail. So that was like, I was in three times I went in, but like two on remand. Yeah. And then one big sentence at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, so then I got out, I was out three days. And I get a phone call, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, 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 cool. And then I was with one of my pals at the time. And he was like, I'm going to Spain, blah, blah. I had loads of drama going on in my life, like loads. Now, I can't say too much in there because I don't know what I can or can't say. Mm. And then I flew over there. And that was the second movie where I was at Soldiers 2 when they all got stabbed up mm. in abroad. Mm. That was me. That I went out there uh, with this uh, mate of mine and landed there. And that's for the first time I met the whole firm. I met all the boys from the film. They were all in like uh, a villa, kind of like a house villa thing. We went in there and it was upstairs, downstairs and kitchens and whatnot. And uh, yeah, and that's when I met Colton and he was like, I'll never forget this the day I die. He was like, you came out, you didn't have to come back me up. And there was a lot of stuff going on there. Mate, there was like cars pulling past. Um, there was like cars coming past slowly with all like five men in it, like all looking shady and shit like that. And you didn't know if they were gonna pull a shoot around and shoot mm-hmm. Stuff like that, and it all got. So you got a call, and straight away when you cut a nick, you were like, "Right, I'm in Spain. I'll back you up." Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't even left the country. I don't even know how I got in there, really. And I had probation on the Thursday, so I'd gone over Spain to go and do a load of naughty stuff, and then it all went a bit like that over there. Do you know what I mean? And then I'll come back on the Thursday, and I was sat in probation in Bratnell, and I there was probation. I was like, you alright? I was like, yeah. And they was like. So how are you feeling? Anything, anything in your life happening? Like, are you looking for work and that? I was like, yeah, I've been looking and that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it was sort of like office been in Spain it's yeah. like, with all this madness going. I can't say too much about yeah. what we had over there. Do you mm. know what I mean? But it was kind I've of heard. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that. And then come back. And this is the maddest thing. So when I come back, 
I didn't know which, which way my life was going to go after that. And I come back to the UK and I was in probation and I was sitting there thinking, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Do you know what I mean? Like, and like, I kept going through like little phases. One, I wanted to kill every, like the whole world. Ah, just kill me or kill you. Oh, I need to sort my life out. Oh, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. I need to sort my life out. I sort of, I still had that part of me that was that, that nice side that wants to like get on. And then this side is just like fucking like, I've got like two sides. Yeah. Like a 50 pence piece, if you spin yeah. it, depending on I'm going to put a glass in your neck or something, yeah. do you know what I mean? And uh, anyway, I'm sat at home and that, and I'm just like, my head's doing my head in, and then I get a phone call from Colton. You're right, you want to have a meet? Blah, blah. I said, yeah, yeah, cool. Goes on the meet. And he said, what do you want to do? A bit of work, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, anyway, cut the story short. A couple of things were done, this and the other. And then I was telling him about my mate Tuffy yeah. earlier. So I ended up meeting Tuffy. We ended up hooking up together where's Tuffy from he's from London uh, but he's from Stanwell yeah and uh, that's and then he's like yeah that's Stanwell was pretty much his area from but mm. they call him the Grim Reaper yeah he's like he's a fucking lunatic. but yeah. he's got some stories isn't he but me with him yeah like, <laughs> and like, that's oh, a combo isn't it <laughs> mate and I was, like, I was like yeah and I hooked up with him and like, I can't even mention stuff on the air with me and him but he is nuts like absolutely nuts. When From I, like, you to say that about someone. Yeah. Like at the time yeah. of that, mm. I like it was mad. What year are we talking here roughly? So that was like two thousand and five. Okay. Yeah, two thousand and five. And that was it. Me and him were just become best friends and work partners. And we were just taking money left, right, and centre of anyone that even fucking looks the other way. Do you know what I mean? Give me an example so, of what you mean by taking money. So robbing drug dealers. Okay. At the time, we just robbed drug dealers, mate. It was just easier. Uh, so give me an example of a job. If you knew you knew a dealer was bringing a load of gear at the time, you, you so, knew yeah. that was... So I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you an example. We was in... Uh, I can't say too much because I'm getting nicked. <laughs> no, well, don't, don't... If that's the case, don't say it. Yeah, maybe not say don't it. Don't say yeah. it. fucking nicked. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't... Yeah, <laughs> definitely don't say yeah. it then. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was an easy job. Yeah. They're almost easier jobs, all of them. Yeah. And we got like, we get intel. Did you get a buzz from those jobs knowing you're going to go and nick a dealer knowing that they can't go and grass on you? Oh, do you know what it was? Every time we'd done a job, I can't, I, I just still just watch Tuffy. You used to watch him? Yeah, because he was just touched in the head. <laughs> I, it was just like watching him thinking, like, I would go and do a job. So like, I'll like, go there, like you just grab people up. Oh, you fucking, I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he was just a different league. He just done it. He was, that, it's all he knows. Okay. I don't like, he- Was he calm? Was he cold? Was he collected? Was he going mad in there? How, completely how, calm. Yeah. Completely calm, but souped up calm. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like I can't even explain it, but he's nuts. He's definitely- That's more, that's more dangerous when someone's yeah, calm yeah, and yeah, telling yeah, you yeah. firmly, he's, isn't it? He's like, yeah, he's nuts. That's all I can say, really. <laughs> he's definitely nuts. And uh, yeah. So how was your, so how was your, like, when you come out then, you were robbing dealers. Did you ever get the fear of those dealers coming after you? Do you ever get the fear of they know where you live? Were you all constantly on the yeah, move? Were you, yeah, I okay. had dealers coming after me all the time. Yeah. 100% they were like, oh yeah, yeah, crazy, don't it? Blah, 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 blah. They said, no, we're like, yeah, all right. So then we had to go and sort them out before they sort us out. So we'd go and wrap them up. So like, that's when it comes into like, I can't say too much on it. Yeah. When stuff would happen and we'd have to back it. Yeah. You had to back stuff. If you didn't back it, well, you're going to get got. Yeah. I had people like coming for me loads of times. But if they come, they would definitely get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That it, so you'd rather go and find like them me first. Dead or them dead. Yeah, Do you know okay. what I mean? It's, it's, there's nothing in between. There ain't no scrap. It's either he's getting killed or we're getting killed. Yeah. That's like, that's why I don't like drama in people these days. 
Because I, I like the, there's no in between anymore, really. There's no, I ain't scrapping someone. My days of having a scrap are done. Do you yeah. know I mean? I'm not interested in scrapping anyone. I don't really want to drama anyone. Do you know what I mean at all? But uh, this day and age, it's just going to be a death. It's either us or them. Do you know what I mean? When you're at peak at, in your active world, at roughly how old were you at peak? 27. 27. Yeah, I was fucking nuts then. Did you like the feeling that you were kind of getting your own back after all that abuse, all that bullying, actually as an adult now from 21 to, I know you're 43 and you're clean and everything today, but mm. that period of 21 to, I don't know what age, 35, 36, whatever. Yeah. Did you enjoy the thought that people knew you were crazy? No, it wasn't even about that. I think it was the women. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you know, like, women just love a bad boy. Yeah. And it was that, I think. I didn't give a shit about anything else. I didn't want to be a bad boy, generally. Yeah. Like, I weren't really interested in that kind of lifestyle, do you know what I mean? It was more the fact, like, I think my my life went from mental health. That's, that's even to this day, I think everything about me is mental health. Mm. Being a bad boy gangster, it don't interest me. Mm. I don't think you're a bad boy doing that. I don't think it's big. I don't think it's tough or hard or anything. How quickly can you lose the plot? In two seconds flat. Is it literally like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on, depending on. So I, 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 I'll say an incident now. Like, so basically, I was in a pub once, and back in the days, people used to go around and just grab your dick for a. Oh, you yeah, got a piece on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking yeah, it's funny. Yeah. What happened to me in a pub? I was in a pub. I used to just drink brandy. This guy came up and gone bang. As soon as he touched me, I just went smash with a glass of inside. Oh, Didn't there was no talking. Yeah. Not touching my dick. Yeah. Especially after what yeah. happened to me in school, I smashed him in the glass and I pulled him over. Started smashing him up. I started dragging him out the pub by his feet and I whacked the fucking door on his head and I was stamping on his head. Oh, People were getting involved. I think I hit some other fella and I was going mad. I was like, oh, fucking kill everybody. And this is all from triggering. It's just triggering happened. from school. Yeah. That's that's what triggers me. That's, that's it's as simple. Like, that is as simple as it is. Have you ever been to see like people that can try to go back to that trauma to try to clear that trauma up? Have you ever... there's, no, there's no point. There's no point. Okay. This is where like, this is where like, Mental health, anxiety, depression, PTSD, panic attacks. Panic attacks stem from a lot of mental health. I can sort of, I can put it together why and when. Now, I couldn't then, but I can now. I know what it's all about. People that go through trauma like that, there's not anything out there that, and I can tell you now, and I don't, I don't care what any professional says, there's nothing out there that can help you in that way mm. to, oh, well, we can, we can sort that out and you'll be better. Mm. No, you won't. You'll never ever get away from them dreams, mm. your thoughts, your heads, the stuff. The only thing you can do is learn to deal with it yeah. in this day in life. So how to deal with that mm. trauma. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. You can't put it in a box and feel, oh, it's in a box now, forget when it. You, when there's a trauma like that and you're laying in bed at night watching TV and then you're there thinking, yeah. is that racing through your head? What Every happened? day. Every, Every day, day. Wow. all day, all night. I wake up, my nightmare starts. Oh, Simple as that. Simple as that, genuinely. So like, that's, 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 I put a thing on my Facebook not long ago, saying that when you wake up with a nightmare, mine starts and I'm like, I just don't get out of it, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> I wake up in the, in the middle of the night, scream, like getting out of my bed, like it's constant, I hardly ever sleep. It's been that my have whole you life. Ever, have you ever gone and found that old headmaster? So- Have you looked for him? Right, so this is where, uh, the person that I am today, knowing what I know, knowing the caliber of a man I am. When I got out of prison, he used to be a guy called Ian Glasby, he used to work at the school. He went to the ice rink in Bratnell. I got out of prison, I went to the ice rink, I see him, give me a massive cuddle. 
I bawled my eyes out straight away. He bawled his eyes out. He was like, I heard what happened, blah, 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 blah. He went to prison. I said, where is he? He went, he killed himself in jail. That's the last I heard. Instantly, I was pissed off. So I heard he killed himself in jail from, and he was an ex-copper. Then he died of cancer. Who was an ex-copper? The, the, the Ian Glasby, who was working oh, Glasby. At okay, yeah. He was a drug squad copper yeah. and he worked at our school. So when I see him, <clears throat> he um, about two years later, he then start, he got cancer. I went and see him in hospital because I still rated and respected him because he yeah. was the only person that was decent in school. Yeah. I went and see him and he actually said to me when I was in there, he was like, can you get me a gun? I went, what? He was, I want to kill myself. I was like, fucking no. Yeah. I'm not getting involved in any of that. Yeah. You know I mean, no way. And he was like, Steve, I've got a, an illness and I can't get rid of it. I said, no, I ain't doing that, mate. Fuck that. How can you ask me something like that? You're a copper, mate. Yeah. From my part, I've always mm. was a bit bad, but I still liked him as a friend, do you know what I mean? And then I heard about a week later, he killed himself in a car with a, I think it was a generator. Yeah, okay. And he put a generator and he killed himself. So he was actually asking me to help him kill himself and I wasn't interested. But I asked him again then, I went, you know, you told me about John Hall killing himself in jail. Did he kill himself? And he went, yeah, he did 100%. I was like, you're not just saying that to me, are you? He went, nah. So in my head, I put it to rest. Since I've been writing the book, so you've got to understand, I can't find out whether he's alive or not because I know what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. So I can't. And there's probably a thousand John Halls out there as well. Well, to- I said, that, so Jay is writing a book. He has been trying to find out whether he's alive or not. And I said, I don't want to fucking know. Okay. Because if he is... I know I can find him in 24 hours. Yeah. Knowing who I am and mm. what I'm connected to, mm. I know for a fact in 24 hours, I'll find out where he is, where he's been living. I can find him out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've got people that yeah. will find out. Yeah. So I know I'll find out. I know what I'll do. There'll be no life for me left. So yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. I've just got married to my wife and yeah. I'm not interested in that kind of love. I need to move on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So <clears throat> I'm putting a thing together now. Uh, in a positive things because mm. it's been quite an emotional like I'm to yeah. talk about stuff I'm struggling to breathe mate you're doing, mate, you're doing really well um, yeah um, so at the moment I'm putting this thing together like where I'm going to do like online counselling yeah uh, I've been like there's a company that I've been talking to and they were like oh my god when your book's out and this is happening to help people like what I've been through you know abuse stabbings boarding yeah. schools children's homes that yeah. kind of stuff mental health panic attacks especially panic attacks do you know do you know there's an amazing website out there called jack no j-a-a-q.org just ask a question.org okay. it's phenomenal all mental health but it's yeah. done in a way like if you wanted to people wanted to commit suicide or they got depressed or they got anxiety yeah. or whatever m- people normally write it in google and loads of pages of black and white writing it doesn't have to, this company called jack jaq.org i've done it in a master class where it's video where someone's been recorded who's been there and got the t-shirt teaching you about these things that's good it's yeah. amazing it's the best mental health and there's health that, that i've so seen in my life yeah there's people it's all pre-recorded so you could type oh, in pre-recorded a video comes up and there's 20 questions you click that question that person's already pre-recorded the answer That's to help good. people yeah, it's yeah, phenomenal yeah, yeah anyone out there listening jack.org it re- literally is phenomenal That's it's well. a game changer yeah yeah this is a game changer worldwide what's going That's on right well now. Good, yeah because yeah. yeah. I, I was going to put it together where because i want to go traveling yeah i was going to get like a zoom calls Lots of people can have a Zoom call with me. And yeah, good thing. for you. So I've done two. I've done two recently. One guy got me on. There's two people recently. One guy's got me on Facebook and he's like, "Listen, I, I, I know your story. Yeah. That and the other. Can you help me? What do you reckon? Blah blah, blah X Y Z. And I helped him right through it. And now he's doing all right. Good for you, man. Done another girl. She was like cutting her ears and stuff. Man, she's a really bad place. And I helped her out. And she's doing really well now. And she's like I, coming from me. And I thought to myself, 
But if I can help them, yeah. I can help someone else. You, you can help I mean? a lot of people, man. I helped a homeless guy once. This was actually like a heartbreaking story. He was on the street. I spoke to him the other day, actually. He was on the street in Staines. And uh, he'd have no problem talking about it either. And uh, I went past him and something told me to help him. And I walked back. I was like, oh. So I turned around. I goes, what's your story, mate? And he went, what? I went, what's your story? Why are you here? So why have I been yeah. drawn to you? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I goes, he goes, well, I was with my missus and she kicked me out. I'm on the streets. The cancer won't help me. I said, all right, cool. And he had quite a sad story. He goes, you on drugs? He went, no, 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 I'm not on drugs. I just smoke a bit of weed and mm. I drink a bit of alcohol because it's freezing. Mm. I said, all right, cool. I said, tomorrow I'm going to change your life. He was like, oh, mate, whatever. And he didn't believe me. I went home. I come back the next morning. I went, listen, come on, mate, get your stuff. We're going. He went, where are you going? That night, if he didn't know, I'd gone on Facebook and said, I need someone, I need a labouring job ASAP. Got my mate, like, it was about 10. Mm. Spoke to my pal. Can you get him work? Yeah, cool. Anyone got a place to rent? Yeah, yeah, cool. So I went and paid six months upfront rent for this guy. So he had, he for half a year, he ain't got to worry about rent. I got him a job instantly. The next day, I got him a haircut, shave, whatever, it, blah, blah, put him in the house. I said to him, now, don't you dare say that no one helped you. Yeah. Now, if you fuck this, you're only yourself to blame. Yeah. Don't blame the system. Mm. Don't blame your ex missus. Someone's looking down on you because this has happened. Anyway, about three days later, we get a picture. He's in a suit with a seat briefcase and he's doing really well. Quality. I spoke to him. This was about four years ago. I spoke to him three days ago because I got married and he congratulated mm. me. He's just married his missus. He's got two kids, twins, and he's moved in with her and had the best life ever. Four years ago. Changed Mate, his whole life. That is massive respect. Changed his whole life. Mate, amazing. Yeah, I spoke to him the other How day. How nice is that? But I didn't put anything on social media. Yeah. Because I ain't like that. Yeah. I've done it out of my heart. I didn't, yeah. do, didn't do it for views. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, That's I was powerful, saying, Steve. Well, I was saying to my pal, if everyone, instead of putting a McDonald's in front yeah. of their hands or giving them food, mm. if you don't, if everyone put together, chipped a bit of money, mm. done what I'd done, mm. gave them a chance, then if they fuck it up, it's, it's their own it's fault. Them, yeah. The council won't do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They'll just go, we'll give you a place here in a, in a hostel yeah. where yeah, all yeah. the drugs are, mm. where every bit of drug you can think of is there and biggest dealers in the world are there. Did anything come on top, Steve, in your life when you went, I'm close to losing my life right now? Like in what kind of situation? Just that when you were going robbing dealers, there must have been a backlash somewhere. I know that you are become a big face around the UK, known as Crazy Steve. There must have been a point where you've gone, something's come on top. I'm not happy about this. I think I'm close to losing my life. There's once proper, I got a hit put on me. Um... And the funniest story in the world, you'd actually laugh your head off. I get a phone call from Tuffy because he's a hitman. That's yep. what he is. He's a fucking lunatic. Mm. And he happens to be my best mate. Mm. <laughs> so I've always had him as backup. Yeah. Um, and Colton, obviously, because yeah. the firm as well. But Tuffy's been like my father figure was best and best mate. Yeah. And uh, I get a phone call from him going, Yeah, you're right, crazy. I go, Yeah, you're right. Because he, he's called me crazy. He didn't call me anything but mm. crazy. I said, Yeah, you're right, mate. He goes, I need you to find someone for me. <laughs> I swear, I went, yeah, what's that? He went, it's a guy called Stephen Lestrange in your area, blah, 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 blah. I went, I started laughing. I goes, you prick, go on, what's up? He yeah. went, no, good money on this one. Find him. We'll get a good bit of money out of this. I said, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm not joking. I was like, that's me. And he went, what? I went, that's me, you didn't know. He went, what do you mean it's you? I went, it's fucking me. <laughs> he went, fuck off. He goes, I'm coming there now. Where are you? So he come met me. I goes, all right, what's going on? He went, you ain't going to believe this. So some guy, they had a big, massive grow going on. Huge grow. And he thought I robbed it. And I actually didn't. And that's genuinely like on, on my life and ever. So 
we found out it wasn't the end. I got fucking 50 grand put on my head to get me shot. And he, and yeah. And Tuffy didn't even know you were no, and he was doing the strange. He, he was, was doing this. <laughs> who can believe oh, he couldn't put it together? So we ended up getting, we ended up, so we, we dealt with it. Got half on 25 each. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's what happened. Wow. Yeah, that had to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we ended up going to the person, blah, blah, it all got ironed out and he had to pay the money. Yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? And it was one of them ones. And I was just like, I was like, what? I, I was shocked. I was like, he, oh, oh, like, you're going to kill me? <laughs> I didn't even do anything. You know I, mean? I was thinking, if I'd done it, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And we'd have probably set up so we got more money. Yeah. But What was your relationship like with Colton over the years? Me and Colton have been really good friends. Yeah. So like really good He's friends. got a lot of time for you. I saw yeah, the phone him a minute ago before we started. He's got a lot of time and respect for you. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm real. I don't yeah. talk shit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? A lot of people out there, like you get, there's so many people out there like are so two-faced. Yeah. They'll say something to your face and then they'll go and say it behind your back or they'll try and hang off the back of you. Yeah. Like I've known Colton for 20 years and none of my mates even knew I was friends with him. Yeah. I don't sit there and go, oh, I know Colton yeah, Leach, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not that kind of fella. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But there's people like, where I was in serious clothes, there's people, one of my neighbours once, um, who lived near my mum, I'm not going to mention names, uh, who I actually fell out with a little bit. Like, I don't like the guy anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> he mentioned me, he goes, oh yeah, this guy around the corner had um, Dave Courtney go around his house. And he goes, imagine that, like I'm fucking stupid around the corner and Dave Courtney's there. And he goes, he's a right gangster. And the guy thought he was a bit of a boy, do you know mm. what I mean? And I'm sitting there and he thinks I'm just a normal average guy, like a bit of a crazy fucker mm. around the streets, not knowing that I'm actually a part of what's going on. Yeah. And I just didn't say anything. I listened, I went, oh yeah, what about that? And not knowing that I'm best mates with Colton Leach, yeah. best mates with some of the biggest firm names out there. Yeah. And my best mate happens to be the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like, and I don't say anything. Yeah. And they and to this this podcast, you're probably thinking, oh my God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And all my pals down there, mm. they didn't have a clue. They, mm. They've never known that. My lot, or who they are. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because I don't say nothing. And then I there's a couple of times when I've really got the hump with two people where I've really wanted to go the other way and go, let's just wrap them up. Yeah. I want this geezer because he, one of the guys I'm talking about now, he'd done a couple of things really disrespectful towards me. And I was going like that in my head, like 101, I was thinking, I want to fucking do this, Kiza. So I went and spoke to my pal, the Reaper, yeah. and he was like, leave it to me, I'll sort it. And I was like, ah, and then in the end, I was like, no, nah, don't do it, don't do it, okay. Listen, forget it. My head's just going 101 hour, leave them. Let, like, they'll just die miserable as fuck. Yeah. Forget that shit. I don't want it on my head, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. I've, and I've stopped it twice. There was two, another guy as well who really like fucking was like on me. When you, was, when you say <clears> on you, what do you mean on you? Just giving it all large, okay. disrespecting you in a different way. Do you know what I mean? There was like one guy that really like disrespected me in a different way, and I didn't back it. And I should have gone around there. And then Colton's on the phone. I got me wanting to go and do the fella, and I've got Colton this way, ring him up, going, "Don't bother. Yeah. You're bigger than this. Yeah. They don't make you a big man. Yeah. What we got going on? Let's earn some money. Let's get that. Out. Look, yeah. Is that going to earn you any money? Yeah. It's going to put you in jail. Yeah. Forget it. So I go fine. So I left it. Do you know what I mean? And then <clears throat> a couple of times. I had one time when I was with my ex-ex, uh, with my kids, um, something happened around the house. And then I was gonna, and then oh, someone goes, oh yeah, fucking, started getting all Billy Big Spuds about it to me. And I, was, I left it and left it and I moved away. And then I broke up with her. And when I come back, the first thing I've done was ring my pal and go, go in the house now and tell him I'm fucking doing it right now. And my mate went around there. He's like, you've got to go and meet him for a scrap. I was like, you and your fucking dad get around the fucking on and smack the pair of your fucking heads in. Because my head was going cuckoo. Yeah. I couldn't cope with it. You yeah. know, when someone mugs you off, you just your head goes 100 yeah. miles an hour. I'd rather die. Mm. I'd rather die. 
Then that's, get, a, that's a dangerous man. Yeah. I'd like, someone I'd say like, I'd rather die. Yeah. I said this recently with someone. I was having a row. I was like, the only thing it's going to be is one, me dying or you dying. Yeah. I'm not into fucking sitting and having a scrap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to go the other way. Do you know what I mean? At what age? You said you were peaking at 27. When did you start to calm down? You're 43 today. What year? 33. Did you, about 10 years ago. 33. Okay. Yeah. 33. What was the what was the turning point to say, I can't carry on like this? I'll tell you, it's the funniest story in the world. I just had a massive punch up with some local bad boy in my area. He came in my house, tried weighing me in my house. And I fucking headbutted the shit out of him, pulled a meat cleaver out, I was going to chop him up, and he ran out of my house. And I, and I chopped his car. I, I was chopping his car as he was driving off. He, he, I don't know even how he managed to get his car that quick. But everyone that knows me knows I'm shit at running. <laughs> I'm crap. I can't run for shit. I can jog for miles. I can't sprint. I don't know. I fall over. But anyway, I managed to, I, I got over my gate and I had a, like a Doberman then as well. And he's going to fuck it. Anyway, cut the short. I was chopping and chopping at his car and he managed to drive off. And I'm like, oh, you fucker. And then that morning after that had happened, obviously, I'm quite badly beat up and whatever. And I, I was hanging out my ass because I used to drink brandy flour. I'd having parties and whatnot. And I just, I think three or four days before that, I'd smashed my sister Rachel's house completely to pieces. And beat everyone up in it and whatnot. Why? Just because I, some of the guys was in the house and me being me, like, so he was smoking a spliff outside the house, but the kids were upstairs in the top. Yeah. And I was like, you don't do smoke spliffs in my yeah. sister's house. But then I, I done worse because I went in there and beat the whole house to pieces and beat all the boys up and smashed all of our furniture up. So who's the mark for me, really? Because yeah. now my kids have just been witnessed, witnessed massive that. violence. Mm. When really at the time I was thinking I was doing, I was like, oh, he done this. And she goes, what did you just do? Yeah. You've just smashed my kid's whole house up. So I was like, fuck, yeah. Because all I knew was violence, do you know what I mean? Was, was that the turning point when you said, I've got to stop? No, I'll tell you what happened. This is gospel truth. I was sat in my house in my front room, and this is always spoke about to this day. And I was doing, I was on the move with Tuffy. I was earning money flat out. I was doing some serious shit. And uh, I didn't care. And I'd done a job, and the guy was crying his eyes out. And I knew that in... I've got this thing. I know when someone's chatting shit or not, whether they're lying or not. Yeah. Uh, sorry to say that. And um, I knew he didn't do it, but we'd been paid to do a job. Yeah. And I was like, shit. And then he was crying his eyes out. He was like, please, please, no. And I was like, and it fucked my head up because I fought back to being tortured yeah. when I was a kid. When yeah. I had that shit going on, I was like, please, mum, mum, help yeah. me. I kind of had that trigger. I was like, I ain't fucking doing this. I ain't doing it. It's like, well, we got to. And I was like, no, I ain't fucking doing it. He ain't, he ain't lying. I can tell when he's lying. Yeah. I could tell a liar. Been around the fuck, been around wrongings my whole life. Yeah. So I left it. And then I smashed my sister's house up like after that. My whole life was just going mental, 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 mental. And in the end, I was sat in my front room in my bungalow I had had. And I was sat there, and my my door knocked, it was my mum. And spoke to my mum in ages, apart from she tried to get me banged up, fucking nut out from smashing my sister's house up. And she came in, she sat down on the sofa, and like she was like really upset and that. She was like, Look, can you please stop? you're going to get killed or you're going to kill yourself or you're going to get locked up for life. And I don't think I can cope anymore. Like genuinely can't cope. And she sat there and I was like, the weirdest thing happened in my life. I can't even explain how it happened. And I just sat there and went, all right, cool. Don't worry about it. So I goes, well, take all my drink. Take the, f I was smoking at the time. I said, take the fags. Oh, I had like a bit of gear on the side. Mm -hmm. I was fucking chucked it in the bin. I was like, go on, take all that and take it with me. She goes, no, Steve, come on. I went, do you want to or not? She was like, yeah, I went, well, take it and all right cool i sort my life out she thought i was chatting shit so she took all the backy and that and all the fags took all my drink i had about 30 bottles of champagnes and shot <laughs> vodka and i had the lot up there and then uh 
And that was it. That day, I never, ever, ever, just like that, I never smoked, never drank, never took drugs, nothing ever since. And she'd walked out of the house and my mum, we was talking about a barbecue about last year. Literally last year, there was a barbecue sat down and my mum was like, we can't believe like how, everyone talks about it when, when they're about saying how I, just like that, yeah. stopped. Stopped drinking, stopped smoking, everything like that. Because every time I used to drink, I'd go psychotic. If I drunk, I'd get locked up. It's as simple as that. I when you say that, when you say every time you used to drink, you go psychotic. Give me an example. Give so me glassing people, smashing people up, yeah. biting the fuck out of people, getting my car, driving my car into people, running them off the roads. Like I would just, I would just get in a car. Like just say, for instance, I'll say a rough incident. So there's no incidents yeah. for the police. I was in a car. I just beat a lot of boys up. They then come in their car with basal bats and bars and all the rest of it. So I jumped in my car quickly. And as they've like gone round, I've then took off. I've gone flying down the road, turned around, come back around the other way. And I've just drove my car straight into the side of them. I've put them literally in a ditch. And as, they were, as they're going in the ditch, I pulled my handbrake up, jumped out of the car and I started smashing them up in their car. Got back in my car and drove off. Then I'm getting phone calls from a sister. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, who the fuck do you think they are? Do you know what I mean? But I'm smashed out. Me ain't wow. going up my nut. Wow. That's the kind of stuff I was doing all the time. I just go mad. So could you could you lose the plot? Obviously, you say you can lose the plot in two seconds. Can you lose yeah. the plot in two seconds sober? Depends. If someone is in the cinema queue yeah. and you're eight back and you see yeah. someone blatant, two lads blatantly push the front of the queue, Shit. you'd let that go completely. Yeah. What's the what's the what's an, another example that threat to my family? Okay. If you fuck with my family, then there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a serious situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> That's why I don't care anymore. I don't care about anything anymore. There was this incident not long ago, literally recently. You, you say you don't care, you, you don't care from the age of 33 that you're like, you don't care anything naughty's going on. Nope. You're happy now. You're calm the last 10 years. Yep. What was the incident you just mentioned then? So there was an incident not long ago where someone was going around my ex Mrs. house. And I have to pick the phone up and say, blah, 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 blah. If you do, it'll be the worst mistake you ever made in your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It ain't going to happen. My kids and my life, do you know what I mean? And there was another incident where I got on the phone to someone, my other kid. He said something, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I've always liked you. Uh, just do me a favor. Don't fucking say. Basically, something was said to my daughter, and I heard it was on our speaker. And I've never had a problem with this guy. Yeah. And I just grabbed the phone. I was like, listen to me very carefully. You're in Essex. Shit, I shouldn't really say that. Mm. Cut that out. Yeah, cut that out. <laughs> Sorry. You're in beep. Just beep that out. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in uh blah blah blah. Yeah. And I and then literally I was like, like, I know where you are. Don't ever speak to my daughter like that. Yeah. I said, I like you. Yeah. But what you've just said was disgusting to my daughter. Blah, 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 blah. And then it was a case of like, I was like, I swear to you, if you think you're gonna go there and say that. I will come for you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't fucking say that to my mm. daughter. Simple as that. And it was a little bit more rougher talking than that, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're not even together. Yeah. <laughs> He's just fucked off. He's gone, is he? But yeah, 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 because I'm not joking. I'm not, you know what? I'm not surprised he's done yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> but it was kind of one of them ones where like, I don't like, it's when my family's involved, yeah. I go mad. Yeah. Like, How many daughters, daughters and sons you got? I've got six kids. I don't see three of them. She took me to, I, so this is another one. Like I've done my book because I don't see my kids. <clears throat> That's one of the reasons I've done my book. So, so they, they can understand can, who okay. I am, yeah. where I've been through. Yeah. Um, so I was basically, I was with my ex when I had, I've got two boys and a girl with her, Riley, Tommy and Lily. <clears throat> and uh, 
I was with her for like whatever many years. And this this is what I tell this to everyone. Back then, I was a nutter. I didn't care about women or men. It was just, I never hit my girls, but I was horrible with my mouth. Yeah. It was like really horrible. Like I'd say, shit, fuck, I'm kind of horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like I was really bad with my mouth and I didn't yeah. realize how to have a relationship. I shouldn't have really been in relationships, but because I didn't understand, yeah. it is what it is. And I've said to everyone, my ex, we've got my, the mother of my kids, was actually a really good woman. She'd never done anything bad towards me. It was me that was the aggressor. Yeah. Not like it's in like a fighter. Mm. Like I would always be out pissing it up. Mm. Birds and whatnot. Mm. I didn't care. Do you know what I mean, I was just like, my life didn't revolve around the whole family stuff. Because I always thought, no matter, I, I self-sabotaged my life. I would always be like, oh, well, it's going to fuck up anyway. So I might as well destroy it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's how I kind of looked at my whole relationships. Until you grow up and think, fuck, like, what are you doing? Mm. But what happened is, she gave me two sons. I always wanted a boy. Mm. And she gave me the first one. The first time she was pregnant with Riley. And his name's Riley Stephen. I've got Tommy Stephen like, after my name. Mm. When I had Riley, I was like, oh my God, I can teach him to box. I can do it. Like, it was like one of them really good things. Mm. I was so happy I had a son. And then she fell pregnant and had another son. I was like, like a year apart. Mm. I've got two boys, Riley and Tommy. Mm. I'll teach them to box, blah, blah. Mm. And she's from quite a posh family. They're quite posh. Mm. We call them silver spoon people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But Sarah and her sister, they were like, they were actually decent. Do you know what I mean? They were good people. I'm not saying they, I'm not going to sit and lie. Mm. They were actually good. And as far as like a girlfriend, like from being my, the mother of my kids and my missus, when I was with her, she was like really good. And I've said this to all my girlfriends I've been with recently. Mm. Like I've just been, I've just been in an eight year relationship with um, my other ex. And I said to her oh, the whole way along, apart from anyone else, Sarah was actually the good one. She yeah. was the one that was so decent in the relationship that I fucked up on her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what she'd done is, when I broke up with her, she took me to court to see the kids. And then she put me into a contact center to see the kids. And I and them fighting for her, my kids in court. Yeah. And this is why I really, really, like at the time I was like, oh, I was hating her. But she obviously didn't understand me because mm. I'm not going for the system again. Yeah. I'm a fucking good dad. Yeah. I am no, you see me with my kids now. I got my older kid, uh, my oldest kid, Amy. She like, we've got a really good re re yeah. relationship. And I got my other two kids. I see all the time. And I, I FaceTimed them literally when I was out there mm. before you got me. I was FaceTiming mm. my kids. So I love my kids. It's a shame that I haven't got my other kids in my life because I love all my kids. Mm. So they were taken away from me. I was fighting for a year in court. And I think the last time I heard someone say was that she was like, oh, you don't want to see him. I was like, what? You took me in court to fight for my kids. And the last court case, they were bringing up stuff about kidnapping and guns, firearms, and that sort of stuff. And being linked, the, the, the social services said to me about being linked with the IRA and the Matthew yeah, and that. Yeah. Because of who I'm linked to. Yeah. And they were pulling all this out at me. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Anyway, then, so I, I walked out of the courtroom because I didn't want them to say that you couldn't see your kids. So I yeah. just got up and went and stick the kids up your ass. And I walked out. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I jailed What roughly year was this? This was, I mean, it's got to have been 12 years ago, 13 okay. years ago. Because. Uh, 2010, 11? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 11, yeah. And you gave up booze and everything else in yeah. 2013? Yeah. And I, I, well, I'd done it then. I'd had enough. And then. And then yeah, so then they, I ain't seen my kids since, mm. and I've I've sent messages, I've I've sent a massive essay to her sister saying, please can you ask Sarah to let me see the kids, blah blah blah, and obviously I got ill twice, big time, like I got ill badly. Well, I could have died, 
and I thought my kids are never going to meet me and never yeah. going to see me. Do you know what I mean? Is this book? Sad. Is this book for your kids to read to let them understand what you've yeah, gone yeah, through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those kids will, will, won't know. No, they don't know. No, now okay. they're going to know. Yeah, and maybe even this podcast today might yeah. be, yeah, something they it's, may listen to. Yeah, and I hope so. I hope later on they 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 read and listen to my yeah. story. But I'm not here. If I do pass or whatever, at least they know that I was like I love my kids. Yeah, like I love Riley. I love Tommy. I love Lily. I didn't get a chance to really have a relationship with Lily. She was young. Do you know what I mean? But I had a relationship with Riley, and like oh, when I teach him to box, I take him out hunting. They'll be like oh. Oh, you're such a bad person because, like, yeah. you know, there was like yeah, yeah. you taught me that, that there was death and stuff mm. and whatnot. But when was it? When when was it from your 43 today and 33 stopped boozing? Was there a year when you said I don't need to be active anymore? When my mum walked into the house, I'd had enough. I'd had enough of everything, and it just took the worst thing for me. I think relationship-wise, five years ago, I changed. And okay. I had enough of being the arsehole, yeah. which is late on in life, really. Mm. But I've had to deal with a lot of demons. Do you know what I mean, like I said, when I wake up, my, my nightmare starts every fucking day. It's a nightmare. Well, how are, you, how are you today? Well, I'm just the same as I've always been. Like, apart from the one good thing, I'm going to be completely honest, the one good thing that I've got out of my life now, I've just got married. I absolutely love my wife. Mm. Like, she's been my rock. Yeah. So no. Sophie. Big shout out to Sophie, yeah. Yeah. She's been got married to her last week. Yeah. Mm. Colton was best man. Of yeah, he was. Beautiful yeah. wedding. Tucker yeah. was there. I had uh, Steve Dossett, who's a three times world champion. Fire, yeah. Who's my best man as well. Ash and Rudy, who's a world famous tattoo artist. They're all my best men. Quality. Like my brothers, do you know what I mean? They've been there through thick and thin on me. But yeah, so it's been really good. But Sophie's been like, she, she I've told her everything okay. about my whole past, about girls, about who I've been with, yeah. how I treated them, yeah. that I shouldn't have treated them the way I didn't. I should never have treated her the yeah. way I did. And I can apologise for that. Do you know what I mean, mm. genuinely, because I shouldn't have done. So, if someone phoned you up today and says, "Steve, I've got a bit of work. He's underground there," and I'm not interested. Yeah, genuinely uninterested. I couldn't give a shit. Good for you. If it was a million pound, I don't care. I'm in such a good place mentally with my with my new missus and stuff. Yeah, mate. Like, genuinely, like I am. I didn't think there was like. I'm going to be honest now, and this is for people out there that are really struggling in relationships. <clears throat> I come out of a relationship that I shouldn't have been in for the last four years, and the relationship before that was Sarah. I shouldn't have really been in that. I shouldn't have been in them relationships because I was quite toxic and I'm a big man, I admit it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not an arsehole like that. So I shouldn't have done it and I can apologise online like on there yeah. that I should never have done some of the stuff I'd done with my mouth, the way I spoke to him and stuff like that. It was fucking wrong. Uh but it's taught me a, a valuable lesson. I always sabotage my relationships because I never really felt like I was in love. I never felt loved back from them. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, if I ever felt disloyal at any time, I would hold on to that. I'd accelerate that disloyalness until it really fucked me up, until I thought, like, you are so poisoned. Yeah. But really, it's just something stupid. Yeah. But I'd accelerate it. Mm. When I, I never believed in love, I'll be completely honest with you. Considering my past, yeah. I thought love was complete bullshit. Mm. I thought you fall for looks and like you quite like a nice, good looking girl yeah. on your arm, stuff like that. You sort of like, love them but yeah. not in love I don't mm. think there was like an in love thing I remember my mum and dad saying to me because they're still together you know when you know you know I was like shut up you're talking shit you've been born in the old days yeah. you know what I mean like crap when I met Sophie I didn't even like I didn't fancy her nothing like I didn't fancy her nothing we worked with each other for like a year and a half I didn't fancy her enough and I was going through like a lot of stuff with my whole my past relationship and I was just like my head was messed 
And uh, I'll never forget this day to day I die, I swear to you. I'd had enough. I had loads of stuff going illness-wise in my body. Like I was going through like hospital appointments and stuff like that. I was really ill. And uh, then I was just like, I was breaking up from a relationship. I was really ill, blah, blah. And I went back to the yard. It was pissing my rain. It was pitch black. And I literally screamed at the clouds. I put my hands together and I prayed. I was like, just take me. I've had enough. I've had enough. Like I'm sick of it. And I yeah. prayed to the, I prayed to God. I was like, God, please just, I've had enough. Just, yeah. just do what you got to do. Like take me, like kill yeah. me. I had it. I've done. I'm done with it all. Ill, can't sleep. Well, broken homes. I hate broken homes. Uh, anyway, so next minute, I'm, I'm, I'm literally there. It's pissing my rain. And Sophie walks in. She goes into the container where I was like staying. Gets all my clothes. She had a place next door. She gets all my clothes and just goes out. She heard me crying. She goes out. She walks into the chalet and just starts cleaning my clothes. So I sort of think, oh, sort yourself out, Steve, because I don't mm. like advice. If, if people see me cry, I see it as a weakness, yeah. bad, and um. So then, obviously, I was at rock bottom, had enough. I was just so drained of life after the shit that had gone on. And uh, she come back down, she goes, I just run you a bath. You don't have to have it. You can have it if you want. I was like, I was freezing. I thought I could do a bath. Mm. So I went in and I thought, well, single, I'll do what I want. I found out my ex was talking to someone else. So for me, I was like, fuck it. Like, what, what else is there? Like, I, I ain't got nothing to, to hide now. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what it is. So I went in there and... Uh, went into the bathroom and obviously had a bath, come out and she made me some food. <laughs> she made me a drink. And I was like, <laughs> and I just sat on the sofa and then she just rubbed my feet and I went to sleep. And I, and I don't usually sleep like that. And then she rubbed my feet and I woke up in the morning, like seven o'clock. I had the best sleep ever. Because I, I could have been looked after. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like mother, 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 yeah. mothery love. And I was sitting there and I was just like, whoa. For the first time, I looked and I thought, nah, don't look like that. So then I didn't look at it like that. And I had hospital appointments where I was having blood tests and scans and stuff and like uh, testicle stuff going on. Then I I got a bus to uh, Winchester Hospital and I was sat in Winchester Hospital and literally I was, as I was sat there, uh, I was like, yeah, Sophie rung me and I was like, yeah, are you all right? And she goes, yeah, what are you doing? I goes, oh, I'm at the hospital. She goes, oh, what time about? I said, what, every time the bus is? She was like, what? She goes, where's your car? And I was like, oh, anyway. So... I comes out like an hour and a half later after my stuff and she's sat in the car park. And I'm like, all right. So I goes and gets in the car and she drives me home. I didn't have a car at the time. Anyway, then every single appointment, every single, everything that happened after that, she come with me. She was waiting in the four hours, three hours, four hours, yeah. just sat there. Just no kissing, cuddling. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just, she was just there. Yeah, supporting you. Supporting me yeah, on another yeah. level, like yeah. literally. And I'll tell you what, I never in a million years thought that I would have gone for Sophie. She, for me, like as a, I always like the like real pretty, well, she's pretty, yeah. but like, you know, like done up, like yeah, yeah. supermodel girls, yeah. you know, walk down the street mm. thinking you're all that. But she showed me her heart first and I fell in love with her heart. And yeah. I swear to you, I fell in love with this girl and all my family know this. They're like, oh my God, Steve's in love. They're like, what? And everyone's like, crazy, Steve's in love. What the? <laughs> like, I kissed her in public. I don't kiss anyone in public. Yeah. There's things I don't do and I've done with her. Yeah. I've gone out of her on another level and like she's literally shown me like that there is love out there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So when you're sitting at home and like I kind of think that if you just for the for the public, if you're out there and you think, oh, I can't find love, blah, blah, there's no girls out there for me. Maybe you're looking at the wrong girls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Think mm. like I, I found a heart and I fell in love with it and I swear I married her.
Yeah, I married man. her. Then, oh, I swear, I absolutely love her to pieces. That's amazing. Genuinely, yeah. like she changed my life. Yeah, that's like, amazing. Genuinely, like, I feel good. I feel happy. I wake up happy. I go to bed happy. Just no, never no round. If anything, we just talk. Yeah, I'm not interested. If in when you wake up in the morning, you got these demons going on, can you yeah. talk to her? Yeah, to release freely, that. Freely. Go, I'm free now. Yeah. I've got it off my chest. Yeah, well, I told her the other day about getting the hard on thing. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking hard for me. Yeah, and it's hard to sit in public. Yeah, but she was like, ah, "It's fine." I didn't know what she was going to think of me. Do you know what I mean? And she was like, "No, nah, it's fine." Because she, she goes, "It's just obviously a trigger, Steve." Before we finish up, Steve, <clears throat> is there anything you got to say to your three kids? I love them. Yeah, I love them to pieces. I just wish I could see them. I was doing really well. <laughs> Steve, this has been a, an eventful life you've lived. Mm, there's fucking loads more. <laughs> and there's loads more. I know there's loads more. The book, the book, yeah. a lot of it's the but book. Where can people find this book? What's Amazon. it called? It's called Alone. My phone alone, but crazy Steve alone by crazy, well, yeah. crazy, but it's called Alone with Crazy Steve. Yeah, um, it's on Amazon, so yeah, they can go. And I know Amazon everything's inside that, yeah. and it took you two years to write that of not years. wanting to do it. Yes, yeah, to do it, I didn't want to do it, yeah. I wanted to stop it, and then I started it. And Jay was like, Please, can we finish yeah. this book, please? And I was like, Jay, I thought, like, I can't, I can't mentally cope with this book, yeah. it's mentally affecting my life. Yeah, that book, since that book's being wrote, I've had an eight year relationship that's failed. Yeah. I've had illnesses. I've had like really, I mean, you are Jay, every week there was something going on. And Drama. Like, I've had to stop it, start yeah. it, stop it, start it, the whole of that book. And like Jay said to me, this book, you can't turn your back on this book. Yeah. He said, this book is, he said, it's mad. It's not, this book is just like, yeah. he, he said he's never wrote a book like it in his mm. life. He said, it's, it's so powerful. It's so upsetting. He said, I've cried three times. Yeah. It, the book is so powerful. Yeah. But, I think when a book's wrote with heart yeah. and tears and blood, you know, that kind of stuff, it means a lot. Yeah. And I think like, see, there's a reason I called it alone when we finish up. I called it alone because every single time in my life when I've been in a certain place, whether it's been from when things were happening to me in school, from when I was in the children's homes, to when anywhere, any situation, I've been on my own and I've been alone in my soul and my head and my brain. I'm alone. And I know... And this is another thing, just while we wrap it up. This goes to every single person out there, whether you're from a posh family, whether you're from the council estates, whether you're from different countries, every single person that goes through mental health, it don't matter. I said this to my pal the other day. If you're like from a really rich family and you've got 20 cars, a massive house, why do some of them kids kill themselves? Yeah. And I was thinking this, thinking it loads when I before. Why do they hang themselves or go and do an overdose? Because you can have everything, but if you ain't got love, which I've only just experienced now yeah. through my missus, if you ain't got love, like I said, take me, I'm done. I literally screamed in the yard. I've had enough. Because what is there? If you ain't got, if, if your parents, if you don't feel love from your parents, like if you're, I mean, I, different for me because I come through the Bronx, but like into a pot, like one of mm. posh families, that could mean like something little like that could be so accelerated and yeah. powerful to that kid. It must, because he's got everything, it might mean so much, so much to him more, yeah. just for them to say that they love it. Yeah. So mental health, just because I've heard people say this and it's actually pissed me off. Mm. I've heard someone say, he's got 10 cars, all, he's got loads of money. What's yeah. he got? Well, come to our house. We got fuck all. Yeah. Hold on a minute. You don't know what's going for yeah, his head. 100%. Do you know 
just because he's got all that does not mean his yeah. brain up here is, is wide up. The brains are the same. Yeah. So his mental health is the same as yours. Just so you can have 20 cars, you could have mm. nothing. The mental health is mm. exactly the same. Mm. So I don't, I, I don't like stuff like that. If no matter where you come from, if you're dealing with mental health, I feel sorry for you and mm. I'll take my hat off you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I hope that you can get through it. If you suffer with panic attacks, fucking hell, that's like, I, I feel sorry for you, like on another level, because panic attacks for me, health panic attacks, like health anxiety, where like I used to walk around with a blood pressure machine, ECG machine, <laughs> oxygen machine. Mm. I'd, I'd sit outside the hospital, I'm having a heart attack. I'm fucking like, I, I was just, and that all stems from yeah. the trauma. Yeah. All that drama you have from back in your kids and all, all what you're going on, your body just starts to shut itself down. Yeah. It doesn't know what it's doing. But if you have panic attacks, like I feel for you so much. Yeah. I think panic attacks for me, if people have them, are the worst. Because okay. you genuinely think you're dying. Yeah. And you and it's real. People say, oh yeah, shut up in a panic attack. You know, chin yeah. up, shut up. Yeah. Nah, you shut up. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather have a fight with you than mm. a fucking panic attack. Do you know what I mean? Genuinely. And that's not my life. It's, oh, it's, wow. it, that, that's where mental health see, is so yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and this is where like, you've got, you. everyone goes through life with mental health problems. And it depends who's got accelerated ones or not. Because yeah. you, like, you could have stresses mm. and people call it mental health. Well, it doesn't matter if it's mental health or not. Your mental health and your stresses, are you, you've still got to deal with that. Mm. And that's still weight on your shoulders. Same as anyone else. Like yeah. anyone else out there that's got mental health to deal with. Mm. It's on their shoulders and they have to deal with that every single mm. day. Mine, obviously, it's accelerated so much that I make up and it's my, my nightmare starts every day. Yeah. I wake up and I'm just, my head is just, it hurts. Do you know what I mean? I'm always dizzy. I'm always like, it's that kind of stuff. Steve, this has been really powerful. Yeah. I thank you for your honesty. Yeah, that's all right. Because you've just laid all cards on the table there. Yeah. That is really brave of you. What you've gone through, mate, and where you are now, I'm so happy for you. You yeah. found your missus are married and yeah. and found love with her. Yeah, can't wait to go and see the world now. Go yeah, mate, now. going travelling now. I yeah. really do appreciate you coming on and sharing. Yeah, I appreciate that as yeah. well. Dodge, you've been a legend, yeah, mate. Yeah, mate, good man. Yeah, good thank man. you so much, man. Enjoyed that. Cheers, yeah. mate.